You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. How you doing today, Bruce? Healthy and alive. Actually, I'm enjoying the last of probably what's going to be the cool weather until winter hits again. It was snowing it's today, man. I, I want this. I want this over with. I want warm. Well, we we were today is kind of like your spring weather. You know, 50s Fahrenheit. Pretty nice. But here in a couple of days, it's going to be 80. Oh, that's going to be nice. I, I'd have been I'd have been laying out in the sun, man. You know, like I said, it was it was 80 over here a couple of days ago, and now all of a sudden the snow's flying. So it's that man-made climate change, <laughs> right? It's not like it happens every year or anything. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's that man-made climate change. Okay, are you planning on taking any trips this summer? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Are you going to have uh, a vaccine yeah. passport? I I, I don't uh, I don't usually plan ahead that far. Um. When it comes to vacations, because I, I don't take vacations. But as far as the vaccine, no, 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 no. Oh, OK. Well, are you going to go to Croatia this year by chance? No, hadn't planned on it. No. OK, mm-hmm. well, they're, they're talking about how, you know, Croatia is a pretty popular hotspot for tourists and travelers and things like that. It's great weather, great culture, great food, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about how it's possible that they could reopen for travel in the next couple of months. But this is pure speculation at this point, you know, I mean, because you don't want to rush these things, right? Just like the doc, the saint, the Dr. Anthony Fauci would say, you don't want to rush these things. And there's going to be some lag in there. And, you know, you don't want to get it wrong because you've been fooled before. So you don't want to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Croatia has decided that they're going to start reopening travel in the coming months. Uh, but you can bypass all these restrictions. If you want to go there, you can bypass all these restrictions. If, if now, see, they're going to have restrictions. But uh, they've announced that foreign travelers can bypass the testing and the quarantine requirements once they've been fully vaccinated at least 14 days prior to departure. Uh huh. So, um, no. And if you're going to do those kind of things, I'm not going to visit your country, which ironically, maybe, I don't know, man, this is um, concerning. Well, let's just face facts here. You're a second class citizen. If you don't get on board with, um, you know, taking one of these experimental whatever. I mean, this is it. You know, I I had said something the other day to somebody. I said, people are really not weighing the gravity of the situation here. They're they're really not doing it. As you said the other day, or maybe it was even yesterday. I think, I don't know. These things run together. But um, you said that people were saying to you or asking you, do you have yours yet? Do you have yours yet? I got mine. You know, I got my appointment. I'm, I'm all set. You know, they're doing three vaccines now. They're they're suggesting three vaccines in the UK. Oh, no. If you get the Moderna one, no, you need three of those. Really? Because what? The, the, so I was of the impression that the first one was going to give you what? What was it? Uh, 67 or, or 75 or whatever. And the second one, all oh, that second one, yeah, that, that's going to give you uh, 95. And then the third one, of course, you'll be 100 percent, I guess, after the third one, right? Um, yeah. So that's still not going to get me to take the vaccine. Here's the thing. You, you've had the flu before. I've had the flu before. Um, yeah, uh, once. And it was god awful. Yeah. Um, OK, so here's here's basically what they're arguing is um, the flu, which I've never taken a vaccine for. Um, I They want me to go and take a vaccine for something I've already had, number one. But number two, they want me to take a vaccine for something that when I did have it just killed my smell and sense of smell and taste for a couple of days. So if I didn't take it for the flu, which was more serious than COVID for me, why would I go out and take a vaccine for something that just kills my smell and taste for a couple of days? Well, Bruce, even if you don't want to take one, if you want to go to Croatia, you can still go. You can still go, uh-huh. but you're going to have to meet certain conditions in order to go. So uh-huh. one way right, to do this is to show proof of a negative PCR because those are so accurate. You oh. know? Those, those are so accurate. Or a uh, an antibodies test. So th- those are pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so the antibodies test, that, that one is problematic, though, 
And and the reason I say it's problematic is what if you take an antibodies test and you come back with the antibodies? Are they going to deny you access? Or if you don't have antibodies, are they going to deny you access? Well, you, because well it has to be. Uh, it says what I'm saying. It says or or uh, uh, antibodies results from a COVID nineteen test administered no more than forty eight hours prior to arrival. Antibodies last longer than forty eight hours. Just saying. Um, yeah. yeah. Doesn't it take so, longer than forty eight hours to process all of that? To like um, have it sent in, processed, and then returned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, now here, here's an, here's something interesting. Now, see, those entering based on that test, you have to repeat that test in 10 days, you know, just to make sure, because you might lose antibodies in 10 days. You might lose those in 10 days. That, that's why I was asking if you have antibodies, are they just not going to let you in? Or if you don't have antibodies, are they just not going to let you in? Because it, it the, the only conclusion I can have is they're not going to let you in if you have antibodies, because the vaccines are supposed to traditional vaccines give you antibodies towards whatever you're being vaccinated against. So, which this one doesn't, uh, but that that's why they tell us not to take uh, an antibodies test before and after, um, ironically, which I suggest you all go do. If you're going to go get the vaccine, go and go and take an antibodies test before and after. See if you've had COVID already. And then when you get the vaccine, if you're going to do it, see if it gives you antibodies. Couple weeks after. Here's something good about it. Those who have tested positive for the virus within the previous 180 days, such as yourself, right? Now, you've been deemed exempt from mandatory testing and uh, self isolation obligations, but you have to present a certificate of recovery issued by a physician. So, do you have a certificate of recovery that's been issued no. by your doctor? No, I didn't even go to the doctor when I had COVID. <laughs> Uh, it, it was pointless to go and waste money on a, at a doctor uh, uh -huh. for for the severity of yeah. losing yeah. your smell and taste for a couple uh -huh. days. So travelers that uh, arrive without any of the above can perform. Listen to this one: a PCR test because those are so accurate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or a rapid uh, antigen or antibodies test, whatever. Uh, rapid uh, antibodies test immediately upon arrival at their own expense. So you're going to have to pay for that. Uh -huh. So you're on top of the flight out there, you're going to have to pay another $120 for that test. And then there's this, then there's this. But you must stay in self-isolation until the arrival of a negative test result. Yeah. So here's here's an interesting thing about all this. Did we do this before with the flu? No. Hmm. Why are we accepting this kind of uh, treatment now? Because no one cares. I mean, I, I, I care, obviously. I, I mean, care. We Otherwise, care we wouldn't be here. Exactly. So, I don't know. If testing cannot be performed, you must stay in self-isolation for a period of 10 days. Of course, because you're going to get more than uh, 10 days for a vacation, right? Yeah, you're going to get more than 10 days for a vacation. Uh, it should be noted that those visiting Croatia for vacation purposes need to show confirmation of booked accommodation and fill out an online form before traveling. So you need all that before you go there. What what happened to the free movement of people? You, you've got the European yeah. Union who, who've been championing for the last three decades. Oh, look, we've got free movement of people. How's that working out for you? How's that working out for you? The, the other thing, this being a tourist location... They rely on it. I cannot, because it's a tourist location, I cannot reason any other way. Uh, like, why are you instituting these kind of things, which is going to damage your tourism? It, it, it's going to damage the... I mean, nobody's going to want to go there if you have to You have to spend 10 days in isolation to get a, a positive or negative test. Like, what, excuse me? Uh, why would I waste my time going there? The only conclusion I can come with is... They're fitting into the ESG. They're fitting into the the Great Reset. They're fitting into this new normal that we're being shoved down our throats, mm -hmm. and they're just jumping on board with it. And we're supposed to accept it. I mean, uh, <laughs> those who fulfill the requirements to enter Croatia will be able to visit. Now, listen to this. Now, if this doesn't stand out to you, you'll be able to visit its sandy and shingly beaches and historic buildings and fortresses. Now, if you go through all of that, if you conform, if you submit, then you'll be able to enjoy yourself. Its coastline has more than 1,000 islands located along the eastern coast, and it appeals to outdoor lovers thanks to its numerous hiking and biking trails inland. No, no, no thanks. Not going to. This is the thing. We had kind of talked about doing some travels and stuff, you know, and, and doing stuff that that's actually if what we wanted to do. We, we actually yeah. wanted to like take podcasting in and go places like that. That was yeah. something we wanted to do. 
but if this is going to be required, if this is going to be a new requirement across the board for us to do that kind of stuff, shove it. That I mean, I'm I'm not going to partake in that. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. No. Uh, no, I'm going to boycott your 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 country. You're not going to get money from me. You know, like I said before, I'll play along to a certain extent for the sake of the individual, for the sake of the individual, because let's be honest, people have been traumatized through all of this, right? They've been scared to death. So I get it, right? I, I get it. So I will go out of my way that I otherwise wouldn't do. I will go out of my way to walk around you or social distance from you or whatever. I, I don't I don't care personally, but I, I will to go out of my way. Because, them. Yeah, to accommodate them. Not yeah. me, them, because I just don't care. I'm uh, yeah. I'm not going to forego enjoying and living my life for the sake of being scared to death by a bunch of these idiots on TV. I'm just not going to do it, right? I'm not, I'm not that susceptible. I'm sorry. But I will not, under any circumstances, do anything to compromise my own health and safety to fuel some sick political agenda by a bunch of know-nothing politicians. It's not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. And being told, being forced or or coerced or or convinced, rather, maybe, to, to do X, Y, and Z, you know, whatever that might be. In this case, it's a vaccine. Take a vaccine passport. Get a proof of this. Get a, get all this. Get that. that uh, how do you go from 14 days to flatten the curve to getting a, uh, a, a testing swab shoved down your nose to the back of your throat? How, how do you... Do people really not get it? Do, do you not get it? This is where we're at. And I will not, I will not, under any circumstances, I will not take part in that. California is jumping on board. Right. They're jumping on board. They're going to reopen to tourism, too. Right. California. Let's, uh, we're talking about a hotspot for European tour, uh, tourism in in the EU. So let's jump over to the U.S. side of things. California says that they could actually reopen fully, which there's no reason they should be closed, but they could reopen fully by June 15th. But, but there's just a few set of circumstances that they have to meet in order for them to reopen fully. And we will go over those. Now, the question is, can California really reopen fully by June 15th? Can they really do that? You look like you want to say something. I don't know. I mean, can they? I mean, come on. <laughs> would Texas you go to California? Florida would you go? It. Would you go to California? Well, yeah, but see, Texas. No, you can't gauge that, right? We played the clip of Fauci yesterday. You, you can't really gauge those things because there's a lag, and I, I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> I said that there's a lag, and you, we've been fooled before. So a lag uh, seems to be a common trend in this current administration. Yeah. Just, just saying. You know, did you see that clip of the CDC, the head of CDC, whatever her name, Walensky or whatever her name was? Uh, she mm -hmm. said a couple of weeks ago, she says, I'm putting politics aside and I've never been yeah. more afraid. Look, lady, yeah. you're the head of the CDC. OK, if you are afraid, then you don't need to be in that job. Just saying. Right. You're the head of the Center for Disease Control. If you're afraid of this, then you don't need to be in that position. As a matter of fact, you need to be the furthest away from that position. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, to, to answer your question, I'm not taking a vacation to California anytime no, soon. No, no, you're not going to go out there no. and see GP. All right. All right. No. Sorry, GP. The target date that the officials in California have unveiled this week uh, amid continued optimism regarding the statewide landscape of the pandemic as the number of new COVID-19 cases continues to fall. Now, of course, I'm sure that they haven't gone up for anybody in the state legislature who locked everybody down and then hopped on airplanes to go to private resorts in Hawaii for a conference. I'm sure that, you know, they didn't have any spikes in cases from that or I'm sure and I'm sure that they had to follow the Hawaii guidelines once they got there I I'm sure and I I'm sure that they were properly social distanced and, and masked the whole time while they were there at those private beach resorts in Hawaii in luxury on private airlines getting to and from while they locked everyone down and, and left the state I I'm sure that I mean, because they had important business to tend to yes they're, they're very important people yes mm -hmm. they're, they're important mm -hmm. well see Bruce they're in government Right. Just like Mayor Bill de Blasio said of New York, he's in government. He cares about his health. Right. Right. His health is important. While the rest yes. of us peons, we're not. No, our, no, our no you, you slob. No, you don't. You, no, your, yeah. your health isn't important. Yeah. With the expectation of abundance of doses coming in from the federal government through the end of the month and into May, we can confidently say that by June 15th, that we can start to open up business as usual. Of course, subject to ongoing mask wearing and ongoing vigilance. Now, that's according to Governor Gavin Newsom, which he said on Tuesday. Yes, uh, everybody loves Gavin Newsom, yeah? Hmm. Yeah, he, he said that the, now there is a goal that he laid out. He says the goal is to get back to a sense of normalcy. 
a sense of normalcy. But a sense of normalcy. Yeah, a not sense actual of normalcy. normalcy. No, no, a not no, a sense okay. of normalcy. Well, he says, mm-hmm. but it will be a new normal. Oh. Because the, the old one we had so many problems with. Yes. We, we, we yeah. Well, it wasn't inclusive new. enough. It wasn't inclusive enough. Right. It wasn't equitable. Yes, it wasn't wasn't equitable. Notably, uh, California's mask mandate will remain in place for the foreseeable future. Those are never coming off until you forcibly. Yeah. OK, I'll just leave it at that. But they say, as has been expected, you know, throughout the uh, the pandemic, the timeline is subject to change. Uh, and of course, it's dependent on sustaining the state's progress in fighting the, the pandemic. So you've got factors to consider here. Okay. There's, they're very important because if you don't follow these things, then it's possible that all progress could be lost and you'll have to shut everything back down again. First and foremost, vaccine rollout. Okay. So you got, you got to look at that. That's, that's right. first and foremost. Uh-huh. Okay. They say that full reopening is contingent on a lot more people being vaccinated in California. So you got to get a lot more than what you got. California, I don't know what you're doing, but you, you got to get a lot more. Okay. The officials say that it's difficult, but uh, it is more achievable than ever. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised because, you know, they've, they've got Dodger Stadium as one of those mass vaccination sites in L.A. And it's funny, they had like nine lanes of like road cone lined up trap. No traffic. Funny yeah. how that is. No traffic. There's no one going through there. A couple of people, but um, nowhere near the, uh, the numbers. Could it be that people aren't taking them or... Could it be that they just don't have them? It's one of the two. Which one do you think it is? Well, uh, I think it's people aren't taking them. And the, the reason I say that is there's actually an article like 60% of the people that took the first jab aren't taking the second jab. Uh-huh. So uh, even, Why even not? the ones that are taking it aren't, aren't going for number one? two. Why aren't they going for number two? Well, I, I honestly, I don't know. I, I think uh, what I think it is, the hysteria surrounding COVID-19 is, is diminished. Um, people aren't afraid of COVID, or at least as afraid of COVID as they were. So they're, they're basically, they're losing their narrative. Well, I say that. And then we have like Merkel, for example, saying they're going to do another national lockdown, for example. Yeah, that's because Germans aren't taking vaccines. Yeah, Germans are not big vaccine takers. What do you want me to say? What, what do you want me to say? We were looking at the numbers here. What was it like last month? They're averaging three people per 100 here. They're not mm. big vaccine takers here. That's not how this works. Quite frankly, yeah. I saw numbers last night on, uh, forgive me, on CNN, right? <laughs> on CNN. Okay, I, I'm monitoring enemy propaganda. What do you want me to say, all right? Yep. It's, for, it's for research purposes. And believe me, it wasn't for more than a few minutes because I heard Chris Cuomo going on and on and on about Trump, Russia, Trump, Russia, Trump, Russia. And it's like, dude, the guy's been gone for six months. Just cut it out already. And in the bottom right corner of the screen, bo- excuse me, bottom left corner of the screen, had number of vaccines administered in the U.S. They were at 67 million. Well, if that's the case, if that's the case, then that means by the numbers I'm looking at here out of the L.A. Times, it says to date, providers throughout California have doled out nearly 20.5 million total COVID-19 vaccines. So does that mean that California has a third of all the vaccines that are administered in the U.S.? I mean, kind of would make sense if you look at the average Californian in some of the well, big yeah. cities, right? They're, they're a little... Enough. You look at the polls, the data that it's shown that is showing there is that like 80% of Democrats that were polled uh, said they would take the, the vaccine. And only something like 60% of Republicans said that. And it, it, it's uh, more women than men in the, in the Republican side. And it, the, the number, I think, is even lower among independents that will take the vaccine or it's kind of, in, you know, close to close to Republicans in the um, the range. But typically, men are less likely to take it than women is what the polls were showing. And if you're more of a conservative mindset, you're less likely to take it. Ironic, by the way, the conservative mindset supported Trump, did they not? Or, the, you know, uh, supposedly voted for if the conservative mindsets voted for Trump, and they were of a hive mind or a collective as the left says we are, would not that be the greatest number of vaccine takers would be the conservative side? And the left, you would think, would be the less likely because this is the Trump vaccine. This is the thing that Trump did. And he's the one that's pushing for taking vaccines or, or this vaccine. You know, he's encouraging us to do it. Yeah, and no the right no. is less likely to take it. So 
Hmm. Now, the second thing you need to be concerned about, because the first one, I mean, vaccinations, right? That Because you, got, you have to be worried about that. The second thing that could cause them to move the goalpost, which we've never seen that before, no. would be no. would be COVID-19 trends. So you've got to watch the trends, see, because the trends are, you know, with PCR testing, they're whatever, whatever they say they are. It says that hospitalizations and other data point out that the state, which the state, of course, is tracking closely. You know, they're, they're tracking closely. Right. Uh, they've continued to go down. But weren't we seeing a few months ago that, oh, no, the hospitals, they were they were surging to capacity. The ICU, they didn't have any more beds left and no. it was all going to come crashing down. And they had the, the Navy hospital ship. Uh, the what uh, was it? The uh, the Mercy was out there. I think the Comfort was mm-hmm. in uh, in New York. Now, if these are two major metropolitan areas, big population areas, like New York City and Los Angeles, two of the most densely populated cities in the U.S. If those hospitals were on the surge that they were talking about, if they were on the edge of collapse, then those hospital ships would have been jam packed the entire time. They sent them away. They sent them away because they didn't have anybody. We spent hundreds of thousands of dollars moving those ships back to the U.S., and they weren't even needed. Yeah, when they probably would have done more good off the shore of Venezuela, where they were before. Which is where they were, giving free medical yeah. care to the poor people of, of Caracas. Yeah, of yeah, the, that terrific tragedy of socialism. But yeah, socialism, great, right? They emphasized that if we see any concerning rise in our hospitalizations, we will take the necessary precautions. But right now, we are hopeful in what we're seeing as we continue to build on the 20 million vaccines already administered. Wait, they're hopeful? Wait, yeah, they're hopeful. Who is this out of? Who, who's saying they're hopeful? Because all we're hearing out of Fauci and, and Biden is it's a dark winter. It's, it's, there's no hope. There's no miracle coming and whatever other BS that they were spewing. Here recently, they weren't they weren't praising the American people. They weren't giving any kind of encouragement that like we hope this will, you know, with the vaccine rollouts, we're hoping that this will curb cases, hospitalizations, all that. They're saying uh, it's going to get worse if you don't. Well, this is uh, this is an open ended statement, if there ever was one, because they say that they're hopeful. Right. They're they're hopeful that what they're seeing is trending downward and they're hopeful that the vaccines are going to be effective, which, you know, let's be honest. But then they say in the same sentence right after that, we don't have a specific number per se on the hospitalizations. So they don't know what the hospitalizations could be, but they're looking at impacts on hospital capacity and the delivery system's ability to continue to deliver routine care. That's what they're basing it on. But they don't have a a specific number per se on what the hospitalizations would be in order to trigger a, a, a precautionary reaction to close everything back down. So there's no, they're, they're, they're saying they have a red line, but there is no red line. Yes, you got it. Number three, this is the third thing you have to consider. Of course, and what did I say? What did I say last week, week before that, week before that? I said they're going to tie you up with what? The variants. Got to watch all these variants. The health officials continue to warn of the variants, some of which have been shown to be more infectious and remain a threat. See, it's always about keeping you in a constant state of fear right there on that edge, but never going over it. You notice that? They never push you over that edge. They bring you right to the edge. They grab a hold of it and they don't let go. They keep talking about this UK variant, right? What is that one? What what is the UK variant? Because according to the European press, the UK strain, the UK, what the UK are dealing with is something from South Africa. Yeah, the the thing about it is this all came from Wuhan, by the way. And actually, the video we listened to yesterday, Mm -hmm. I I quite liked his rendition of what, instead of calling it the Wuhan virus, calling it the Fauci virus. Actually, Mm -hmm. I, I think that's more apt and more correct than just calling it the Wuhan virus. Though it did come from Wuhan. It originated from uh, some of the grants and research that happened here in the U.S. and under Fauci's. Um, yeah. So, by the way, just just to clarify something, that was all done secretly. The president didn't know about some of these grants. As a matter of fact, the Obama administration at the time, and Navarro made reference to that, the Obama administration at the time said, uh, you're doing what? You're, you're giving yeah. gain-of-function research to the Chinese? That was even listed in in the papers, in the in the policy papers. I said, wait a minute, uh, you're giving this research to the Chinese? This is not a good idea. But they did it yeah. anyway. Well, they, they shut it down for a time. Uh, I think it was like, was it like 2014 or something like that? They shut it down and then uh, Fauci did it anyway in secret mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in 2015. So 
2015 or 2016? 2014 is when I want to say it was November of 2014. I think it was November of that year. And then, of course, 2015 was right after that. So I I think that I think it was 2014. And I, where I was looking at it, it was November. But it, if it was November of 2015, that would have been Obama's on his way out. So that wouldn't have been right. So it had to have been the year prior to that, which I think Bannon even cleared up in that clip. He said, uh, I think it was 14. So because Navarro yeah. thought it was yeah. 15 as well, because I think I'm a year ahead on that. So and I'm sure he I think he made the same mistake. Uh, but the paper, I think, was was 14, uh, which is what Bannon said. But then he also did some grants, uh, Fauci, after that as well. So they gave him the gain mm-hmm. of function research and then gave him some grants on top of that. So. You know it's funny. It it's it's funny. Now this is just a this is just a dot that I'm going to connect to another dot. Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is responsible for all of this mess, is a board member, a paid board member on the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation board. Do you think that there might be some kind of a connection there? I'm just asking. I'm just asking. No, no, that's a, that's a conspiracy. See, they they work together and and you know for like vaccines and stuff to to try to better the human race to to, to right. make it you know the greater good. You know they're 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 right. thinking about what's best for all of us. Right, right. Uh, you know I got that clip of Gates right here. Should I play it? Sure. Gates talking about population control and population reduction. This is something that has to get to zero. Now we put out a lot of carbon dioxide every year, uh, over 26 billion tons. Uh, For each American, it's about 20 tons. Uh, For people in poor countries, it's less than one ton. It's an average about five tons for everyone on the planet. And somehow we have to make changes that will bring that down to zero. It's been constantly going up. It's only various economic changes that have even flattened it at all. So we have to go from rapidly rising to falling and falling all the way to zero. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, Probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, That's (laughs) back from high school algebra. But let's let's take a look. Uh, First, we've got population. Uh, The world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. So um, one of those numbers is going to have to go to zero. And he clearly says it right there as people are laughing at him when he says that the only thing that drops those emissions down would be severe economic impact. Well, we've had lockdowns, haven't we? We're still having them. Is it possible that those two could be linked somehow? You, you caught what he said there about, about services. Um, you uh-huh. know, it's your 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 basically your your ESG is going to be based on some of your services, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What you consume. Ironically, who is he the founder of? Oh yeah, that's Microsoft. What does Microsoft provide for? Oh yeah, services. Basically, a huge amount of consumption of uh, silicon silicon based chipsets and you know uh, some rare earth metals and so on and so forth. Why is it we're the ones that are punished? for our consumption of it when he was the one that created it. He's the one that started it all. Why don't we start at the head? He also said there at the end, and this is the part that people were laughing about, I think, when he says that we've got a population of 6.8 billion that's headed up to about 9 billion. And if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, and reproductive health, we can lower that by about 10 or 15%. All three of those things are, are major pushing points today. How on earth do you lower the population by 10 to 15 percent employing the use of new vaccines, which is what this one is, I might add. Now, the only way that I know. Yeah, vaccine air quotes. The only way that I know and I could be wrong. I'm open. I'm open to um, to another uh, angle here if you have one. The only way that I know that you can reduce the population of the human species through the use of a new vaccine would be either through 
euthanization or sterilization. I don't know of a third option. Do you? Well, we've talked about it before. The the there is a third option that it just naturally happens, and that's when you industrialize a, a, a civilization as it becomes more advanced. Um, they Correct. typically, you know, inherently do that. They'll stabilize themselves. Honestly, I don't I don't see why we we don't go that route and just increase everybody's wealth. Not artificially using UBIs and all that kind of BS and and crashing the dollar or any of that, but actually producing something that, um, you know, helping educate people to produce more or what have you. I don't I don't I don't get why we're not taking that route, which is more ethical. It's um, safer. It's uh, better for the environment, because as we continue to progress, we'll create more inventions and it'll it'll become more and more efficient over time. Instead, we're, we're going to euthanize uh, people you know, reproductive health, abortion, and sterilize people. I mean, how is that ethical? Well, you're, you're looking at it in the sense of something that is actual like progress, as in, you know, you would progress to a certain point and people would become prosperous and they would be free and independent. That is an anathema to these people, people like him. He wants control. He wants to be able to play God, literally. He wants to be able to make the decision on who lives and who doesn't. That's him. That's his prerogative. Everybody else that's on board with that agenda, that's their prerogative. That's what this is all about. Now, when he says new vaccines, okay, we understand that point. Reproductive health, that's abortions, legalized abortions, Planned Parenthood. That goes without saying. Healthcare, what could he mean by healthcare? How do you lower, think about this, right? Just, just think about this. How do you lower the human population by 10 to 15% by advancements in healthcare? How do you do that? Could it be the fact that it would prevent you from getting elective care, elective surgeries, or any kind of um, preventative screenings, or what, what's the word I'm looking for? Non-essential procedures? Oh, wait a minute. We've been seeing that, haven't we? People dying of cancer and various other diseases because they can't get treatment because everything's COVID. So if you are a person that has a lot of money, a lot of money, and you have a stranglehold on a lot of the healthcare industry, and you set policy around the world through, I don't know, say like World Health Organization, for example, or you have your own foundation that does philanthropic work for uh, the bettering of the human race and coming up with vaccines. If you have something like, if you're one of these people, then you have a vested interest in making everything COVID, don't you? Because you can produce a product that will foster the agenda that you want to promote. So uh, what was it that Ned pointed out that in his research that he that he brought up uh, when we had him on? He said Gates is going to make a twenty fold profit off of COVID nineteen by itself. Now let's be honest, because healthcare in America, you're not a patient, you're a customer. Okay, let's be honest. If you are a business in the U.S. as healthcare is, if you're a business, then you have a vested interest in your bottom line and your profits, don't you? So if you have a financial incentive to, what we say it was, Bruce? Put somebody on a ventilator, and then if they died, they got upwards of $40,000 per head. Mm -hmm. And the testing, if you had a lot of money. Now, if you, if you had a lot of money wrapped up in that and making sure that every case was a COVID case, which the majority of the ones we're seeing are comorbidity, then... Wouldn't you jump on board if you're a business, right? If, if you're a business and you're just looking at your bottom line and your profits and you're not looking at your patients as patients and you're looking at them as customers, well, then you're going to jump on board with the agenda that's not going to allow them to get the preventative care that they need and that they pay for. You have a vested interest in, well, let's just call it what it is. You're being bribed to make everything COVID. So if you're one of these, which that seems to be what everything's turned into, then we're going to lower the population by a certain amount by denying people health care, aren't we? Uh, there's another plausibility um, here as well. When you start going socialist in your medical care, right, you, you go universal health care, which is one of the things they're going to try to push for. Because, you, you know, I mean, that's the only ethical thing we have uh, to do. We, we have to mandate that everybody gets some kind of medical care. And at the same time, increasing our premiums by, you know, 10 times, but by mandating it, well, it's going to put a greater strain on our medical system. So we're, we're going to have to regulate who can and can't have, you know, certain medical treatments. So, you know, it, it'll be based off of your, your ESG score or your social credit score on whether or not you can be treated. And once you become a, a you know, at a certain age, I don't know, maybe... <laughs> 78 or so, you know, the, the average lifespan currently, you'll be presented uh, in front of a death panel, 
as it were. And they would decide whether or not you could be treated uh, and or not. And if you uh, if they deemed it you weren't um, beneficial to society enough, uh, you, you are a you're consuming more potatoes than you're producing. Um, as uh, I forget what the guy's name is, but he's from the twenties, uh, I believe. You you would be allowed to die. Death panels. You know, I I need to find that clip. We also have a clip of Gates floating around here somewhere, or I might have to go find it again. Uh, he was talking about if you don't give that elderly patient that last few months of care, you can hire 10 teachers, but that's called the death panel, and we don't like to talk about that. So and Gates actually said that. We'll have to dig that clip up, and we'll have to play that. Uh, but that is out there somewhere. Yeah, don't they have death panels in the UK? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. They're not uh, called death panels, actually. Yeah, they're not called sure that. They, it's they it's something, something else. Uh, yeah. Does China have death panels? I, I, I can't. I can't remember. I'm, I'm wanting to say they do because, uh, for example, uh, if you're a uh, Uyghur and you're you're sent to a a um, uh-huh. you know um, labor camp, it uh-huh. just might so happen that you get put on death row and your organs get harvested. Well, so you're you're tissue willing typed. To do that. Well, you're yeah, yeah. you're tissue typed as you go. Same thing. I mean, if you, well, I, I read today, China's China's got. Um, uh, they got a little this little problem over there with Christians, just a little bit of a problem, and um, they're sending them to transformation uh, camps with with no windows uh, to to aid in their seeing of things. Oh, um, I, I searched that by the way to see if they, China has any death panels. The truth about death panels, Ocasio Cortez says, death panels exist in private healthcare. Uh, why it is so difficult to kill the death panel uh, myth. Meet the real death panels. The death panels of 2009. There's nothing about what I searched for. Well, death panels. Yeah, it's all propaganda. Death panels were actually brought up during the Obamacare thing. Do you remember that? They were actually yeah. brought up during that thing. So I mean, we're we're not picking on China here specifically. I'm you know we're just we're just talking about healthcare in general by developed countries. So the UK, right? Uh, the the Germans, I don't think I don't think have it. There's something about a checkered past or something. There was a little bit of an issue there. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Dutch, the Dutch are are interesting. They have what is it the the stuff that Kevorkian was involved in? You know the the self assisted medical. Oh yeah, so like yeah, suicide. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Euthanasia or whatever it is, mercy, mercy yeah. merciful euthanasia, whatever it's called. Yeah. The Dutch do that. So do the Swiss, if you can believe it. I think it isn't it a thing like just in the Netherlands in general. Uh, isn't that kind of a standard there now? Uh, that I don't know. I honestly don't know. So, but I mean, there are countries around here that ha- are around the world that do have that, and not just totalitarian nations either. That's my point. They, they were pushing for that here in the U.S., by the way, before COVID mm-hmm. hit. They mm-hmm. were trying to bring that here. I, actually, I think we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. And I uh, again, I don't know if the, if the Canadians have it. I could be uh, could be mistaken. But I, I did see I did see that the Canadians and I actually saw this when I was uh, when I was in Canada, I was up in uh, uh, where the hell was I? I can't I was either I was in Toronto or I was in Ottawa. I can't remember. Uh, but I was in I think it was in Toronto. Uh, I was in Toronto for no, I'm sorry. I was in Windsor. No, I was in Windsor. So I was in Windsor for uh, something business related. I can't, I can't remember. But as we were driving through, we had to go to a, a different uh, a different city. And as we're leaving Windsor, we're we're driving past like a, a we drive past this funeral parlor, and on the sign it says, "Plan your final expenses now and save thirty percent on your taxes." So, physician assisted suicide is in is legal in some countries under certain circumstances: uh, Canada, Belgium, Netherlands, Luxembourg. Spain, Switzerland, Germany, parts of the U.S., such as California, Colorado, Hawaii, Maine, Montana, New Jersey, Oregon, Vermont, Washington, and Washington, D.C., Australia, and uh, let's see here, uh, Austria and Colombia legalized assisted suicide, but their governments have not legislated or regulated the practice yet. Uh, New New Zealand legalized assisted suicide uh, in a referendum in 2020, but it will come into force. Uh, um, well, it won't be enacted until December of the, or November of this year. Portugal passed legislation for assisted suicide, uh, but it is now considering. Uh, uh, it's now in the constitutional court for Portugal. So uh, there you go. Interesting. So see, it's not just totalitarian nations. Yeah, it's uh, it's all over and. I mean, honestly, we, we've had assisted suicide here in the U.S. in a in a non-legalized form for quite a while. Um, death by cop. I mean, that that that's like there's there's ways that people were doing assisted suicide because 
some religions believe that um, if you were to commit suicide, you won't be allowed into heaven. So they they used other means to, you know, uh, I think Catholicism is one of the ones that believes mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. if they were to commit suicide, they would basically get a cop to kill them. Terrible way. Terrible way. That's horrible. I mean, seriously, death by cop, they don't think about the repercussions for the cop. The cop has to live with that for the rest of their yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and I know some cops that have been involved in officer-involved shootings, and you know something? They they don't like it. You know, they, no. They, they don't like it. No. It messes them up. Yeah. North Korea. Let's, let's talk about North Korea here for a minute. North Korea. You know something? This country, th- this little country, they must be doing it right. Now, you must think, what what on earth are you talking about? North Korea? I mean, you could argue that's probably one of the most totalitarian nations in the world. Well, in the manners of COVID, they say they've got it locked down. They haven't had a single case since uh, last year. I mean, that one case, I think the guy, the guy sneezed in a bathhouse and, well, he didn't sneeze again after that. So uh, they claim that uh, in a new report to the World Health Organization, North Korea has again claimed it recorded zero coronavirus cases, maintaining its self-described perfect record since the start of the pandemic. Perfect record. You see that, Bruce? You see what socialism does? It keeps you safe. It keeps you safe. Of course it does. It does. It does. On Wednesday, a World Health Organization representative to North Korea said that the country had tested 23,121 people for the virus from the beginning of the pandemic until April 1st, and that all results were negative. Well, uh, if you have a PCR test that's set to zero, I'll bet it is negative. <laughs> I mean, you don't even have to do that when you're a totalitarian government. You just say, oh, no, they're all zero. No, they're all zero. Yeah. Well, it's like what they did in, uh, what was it, Turkmenistan? I think, I think it was Turkmenistan. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they banned the word. They banned the word COVID-19. They just made it yeah. like the president there, whatever he is. He said, no, uh, it's illegal to say COVID-19. So they haven't had any cases. Yeah, and I, I believe the uh, the recommended uh, prescription for it was like vodka or something like that. I mean, just alcohol yeah. and, and, and yeah. go about your business. Well, no, and I see that's that's interesting because I mean we we talked about this last week. It was camel urine, is what you had to drink a, a hot yeah. glass of camel urine. Right, right. Um, the the Islamic medicine specialist uh, Sabili from uh, uh, Imam Sade's practice in in Iran. He he's, he yeah, said that was, that's what it was. Uh, it, it, honestly, I'm I I. I I will give I will give them a little bit of credit here. They at least know when there's a bit of BS going on because they immediately arrested the guy shortly thereafter that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, at least they even know this is a bunch of BS. Yeah. North Korea, man, they haven't had any cases. Uh, the regime began closing the country's borders in January of 2020 as outbreaks appeared in bordering China and South Korea. Really? Cases were in China? Well, the, I, they only had 3,000. Uh, yeah, they, they, they only had 3000. Yeah, they, uh, the ones in China that just, you know, they, they got it under control really yeah, quickly. They and, had it. Under, yeah. Know, well, see with their system, with their system, they're able to get it under control. See, our outdated systems like this, they, they just they're completely inadequate. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we hearing about mass vaccinations in China? Just curious. The inter-Korean border is heavily militarized and nearly impassable. Really? The 38th parallel is that heavily guarded? Really? Could have fooled me. But the northern border with China is porous and a key source of imports and income for the impoverished country. Could it be that North Korea is possibly a, a puppet state of communist China? No. Say that's not so. Nonetheless, Pyongyang, which is the capital, they severely restricted the movement of people and goods across the border, slashing imports from China by 96% in March 2020. You slashed imports. Now, arguably, China is probably their biggest uh, importer, without a doubt, for everything else, for food and and supplies and, and everything else. And you're saying that you slashed imports by 96%? I don't buy that. No, I, I don't buy it either. And uh, by the way, especially when China is also your... Um uh, purveyor of uh, nuclear weapons. Uh, so, I, yeah, I highly yeah. doubt that. It was even reported that Kim Jong-un, is he alive or is that a body double? Uh, I honestly, I don't know at this point. I, I, I haven't, I actually haven't seen much on Kim lately. There, there hasn't no, he's been, been off, any reporting. He on was that out one. for that parade and he was crying. Mm-hmm. And that was the last we saw of him. Yeah. Um, but his sisters well, reappeared. An his sisters reappeared, though. Uh, looks like he would did something here. There was an article from 14 hours ago. So it was reported that Kim Jong-un had left Pyongyang to shelter from the virus at the exclusive East Coast seaside resort of Wonsan. 
Uh, he disappeared from view for several weeks last year, prompting speculation he had died or was otherwise incapacitated. Uh, American intelligence officers suggested he was in Wonsan to avoid exposure to COVID. That's possible. That's possible. For all of Pyongyang's grand claims of success, there have been reports of outbreaks within the country. Last March, South Korean-based Daily NK website suggested that at least 1,800 North Korean soldiers had succumbed to the virus, which, if you're malnourished... Uh, yeah, which they have a big problem up there with nutrition. If you're malnourished, then uh, I could imagine that that would, uh, that would take you for a ride. Uh, and they put thousands more in quarantine after exposure. So maybe they have a, a perfect record. Maybe they don't. From the looks of it, he, he's still around. Um, well, I'm I don't, to be honest with you, with, yeah. with him, yeah, with him doing uh, the, the public appearances or whatever, or even what we think are the public appearances, from, from the last deep fake I saw of him, is it really him? That's that's hard to say it, yeah, because that it, was it a is, really yeah. good deep fake. That was a really good deep fake. And the technology is getting even better and better. Yeah. Uh, it's difficult to say. Some of the stuff that I'm seeing recently is um, some of the pictures of him. Uh, it, it's tough to say because the um, it's, it's going to sound a little bad, but the fat rolls on his neck don't align with the ones in the other pictures that I'm seeing. Do you um, realize? Do you realize if you were to say that in North Korea, do you know what happened to you? Hmm. Probably the same thing that the those are crimes against the state and you would be punished accordingly. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it's facts. So I I don't know. It's tough to say it it could be a body double and it could honestly still be him. The thing is, is some of the pictures that I'm seeing, he actually looks like he lost a little bit of weight. So it could be him. And, you know, I don't don't know. All right. Let's uh, I tell you what, let's switch up a little bit here. Let's get off all this stuff. Right. Let's spend the last little bit here talking about. I don't want to say wokeness, but you could equate it to that. Let's, let's talk about this modern cancel culture, shall we? Just a little bit. We've talked about the platform Twitch before. Now, Bruce, you brought up something to me. We were talking about ad blockers before all this. So, mm-hmm. you know, privacy concerns and all that stuff. And you were saying that the ads that's, you know, because there, there's some interesting content on Twitch, right? It's a platform that Amazon bought. So obviously they saw some potential in it. Uh, they bought it for a billion, which I think was a good acquisition for them uh, a couple of years ago. But I'm familiar with the platform. There's some interesting stuff on there and people do in real life stuff. You get to see parts of the world, you know, through someone else. But nonetheless, yeah. you, you get to see different sides of things. And you get to see workout videos. People do a lot of cooking stuff on there. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a decent platform for that stuff. But here's something interesting about Twitch. They have the side chat feature for mm-hmm. the viewers, if you will. So if you're viewing the channel, you have the opportunity to join the in the chat. You can discuss with other viewers what you're all watching, and you can uh, get your comments or ask the question to the uh, the person that's streaming the content. So you can interact with them. It's, it's basically, it's, it's interactive entertainment. So yeah, which is something that you actually it, I mean, it's a it's an interesting concept considering what television has been over the last, you know, uh, 50 years, which has been a one sided conversation with you and the rest of the world. You're sitting right. there having something downloaded into you, a message or whatever. And this is an individual person or what they call even I think it's micro celebrities is what they call them. These yeah, types of people. caster or broadcaster, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know. Well, I'm talking about like the I'm talking about like the, the you know, the mm-hmm. more prominent ones. They call them micro celebrities. So they're not actual celebrities per se, but on that network, they are. So, you know, they draw a different kind of, you know, different kind of crowd. But this is interesting. So we know that Twitch has kind of gone down the road of wokeness, right? We we talked about that before that with the new safety committee and the deer, you know, on Mm -hmm. the safety committee. Yeah. 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 Yes. I said a deer, right? A a deer on the safety committee says self-identified as a deer. This is a new one out of Twitch. Twitch will ban people for harassment, even when it okay. doesn't happen on their website. Okay, so here's the problem with it. Okay, are, are they coming out and saying this is a new policy? This is a new rule? Um, they've, uh, they've announced a major expansion of its off-service misconduct policy today. Hmm. Uh, that allows it to take action against users who mistreat people regardless of where it happens, whether it's offline or on another social platform. Hmm. So... Uh, like, this is next level cancel culture stuff. I mean, this this already happens anyway. Th- okay, so this is already a thing and it's already been a thing on Twitch. It's already been a thing on um, YouTube. It's already been a thing on Twitter. 
on Facebook. You can get yourself banned on YouTube, for example, for something you posted on Twitter or Facebook and not on their platform. The catch with this is, is they're coming out and saying it. So at least in this case, they're saying they're, they're making clear what the rules are. Uh, whereas on YouTube and the other platforms, that's not made clear. That's not part of their policy. It, it, it's not out in the open. So at least in that sense, they're they're doing this. It's a load of BS. But yeah, at least they're making it clear up front. They are. So. And they, they describe the policy here. And let's go over it. The new policy splits misconduct into two categories. So it's not just one anymore. Now they've split it off. Category one which applies to harassment that takes place on and off of Twitch, and Category 2, which applies only to harassment off of Twitch. So the first one applies the same as the second one, but not as exclusively as the second one. The first category apparently hasn't changed, which, as you stated, you know, it's been pretty much the same. If Twitch is reviewing a harassment report about something that happened on a stream, it will take into account related harassment on Facebook, for example, or any other platform, I would assume, Facebook, Twitter, because a lot of people, Instagram, they're all on that stuff anyway. The second category, however, is new. Now, if Twitch finds out about serious offenses that pose a substantial safety risk to the Twitch community, in their own words, they will take action, even when those offenses took place entirely off of the platform. The company is currently defining serious offenses as incidents of violent extremism, which what does that mean these days? Credible threats of mass violence. Again, what does that mean these days? Because when you call out mass violence for what it actually is, it gets turned into mostly peaceful. Membership in a known hate group. Uh Uh-huh. Sexual exploitation of children. Okay, not going to argue there. Non-consensual sexual activities. Again, not going to argue there. Among others. Um, So just out of curiosity, um, uh, again, at least they're putting out there, they're making clear what the rules are. At least they're doing that. Whereas YouTube, we, we know of some major well-known conservative groups. Um, Crowder, for example, he's one that's constantly targeted by YouTube and they, you just don't know what the rules are. They don't make it clear. They don't break any of the rules that are known and then, you know, they, 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 they get banned anyway. Whereas this, they're at least making it clear. However, the problem is if I am... Um, they're not making it clear, though. They're, they're, that's they're, the problem. They're not making because it clear. I, they are in some aspects. So like the the exploit, sexual exploitation of children, that's clear. Okay. That, yeah, that's, that's, clear. that's clear. The non-consensual sexual activities, again, that's clear. Mm-hmm. But where they say among others, and if mm-hmm. that's their actual word, I, I don't like that, the vagueness of that. Second, I don't like violent extremism. And I'm not saying that I'm for violent extremism. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But in the sense of what it's being defined as is what I have a problem with. Same thing with Mm -hmm. credible threats of mass violence. Again, uh, credible threats of mass violence. Again, I told you, depending on, and believe me, I'm against mass violence. By any account, I'm against mass violence. But who's defining it? That's my point, is who's defining it? Because if you were to watch... That's what I was saying, yeah. Yeah, if you were to watch CNN, it's mostly peaceful. If mass violence is taking place, i.e. what happened during the riots of last May in the United States, those were... Mostly peaceful. If they're going to uphold this this rule of being, uh, if you're if you're affiliated with any hate group, any uh, m- group that committed mass violence, any of those kind of things, there's a list of um, streamers that I've watched on Twitch, used to watch, I no longer watch because they did the little hashtag BLM. I yeah. was like, you know what, I'm done with you. I'm out. You you guys haven't done the research to know who BLM is, so I'm I'm out. If they're going to stick to their guns and apply this rule equally, those streamers should be banned because they supported a group that committed mass crimes, murders, and the like. It's a hate group. So are they going to get banned? I'm pretty well going to guarantee you they won't. The other thing is, is um, I do actually have a little bit of a qualm with the, uh, I was worded there, the uh, unwarranted, the, the sexual harassment one. Yeah. Or the... Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I have a little bit of a qualm with how it's worded, because one of the problems that we're running into on college campuses for the interactions there, you can have a consensual relationship, but then the woman or the man later on, whatever the case is, whatever your gender, um, decides, okay, I regret that relationship. Now I'm going to say it, was un- it wasn't consensual. And they can actually get the, the other person expelled from school. So is this not... It, 
what, what, what kind of standard are we going to have here, Twitch? Is it, is it going to be like, uh, if you're on Twitch, by the way, and you're a streamer, you should not be interacting with other Twitch streamers and creating a relationship. It's a workplace. That, that's like, that's kind of like an, a rule that's not a rule is you don't date your coworker. It's kind of a general thing that you don't do. It's kind of wise. Yeah. Well, here's here's the other thing, though. And, and I now I, I get what the company's doing here. I, I understand what they're doing. They're covering themselves. I, I get it from a legal standpoint. I understand. But here's something else that's not being mentioned in any of this. The interactive community on Twitch also has moderators for each channel. You can put moderators up and especially the person that has the channel, the, the channel owner, they have control over what content gets produced on that channel. And they also pick who their moderators are. So what, the community can't self-moderate? We're not responsible enough? People are not responsible no. enough to be able to do this? No. Actually, there is an element of um, sexual harassment. Uh, there is an element of bullying and everything. What they call bullying. Okay, fair See, enough. I, I'm not. Yeah, no. I'm not disputing that. No, I, I do actually have a problem with them uh, going after bullying and that kind of stuff. If you're going after bullying and it's an actual legitimate bullying, okay, fine. But if you're going after people that are bantering or, you know, the, the trash talking and that kind of stuff, no, 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 you, you move along. Go F off. I, I, I have trash no. talking. Like trash yeah, talking. Yeah. Twitch is centered around gaming, right? I mean, that's that's yeah. what it started as. All right. So, it, I mean, it's morphed into more than that. Uh, and now they're getting into things like uh, content creation for like artists and, and musicians and things like yeah. that. Just live streaming in general now. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> trash talking. Trash talking is a staple of the gaming yeah. community. It is a staple. Yeah. Like you have to have it. If you're playing, if you're anybody's ever played Call of Duty, if you're not trash talking, we'd kick you out of the lobby. <laughs> Everybody that's played Call of Duty knows multiplayer knows what trash talking is that uh, the, was real trash talk that was that was hilarious that was a lot of fun it was bantering between one another it was not serious in any way it wasn't bullying it wasn't any of that kind of bs it was fun it was all in good competition you know competitive fun it, it, it's you see the same thing on the professional field like it it doesn't matter what the sport is if you ever watch it and if you've ever heard it by the way now because there's no crowds you actually hear some of the athletes and some of the stuff they say to one another it's the same thing it's a competitive thing we trash talk we banter so uh, did you ever see alex rodriguez he got hit by a pitch did you see what happened yeah <laughs> did you yeah, see yeah what that guy would do yeah. you talk about trash talking to the pitcher <laughs> yeah well there there's uh one of the memes that go around is it's one of the pictures i don't i don't know which one it was but uh the camera was on him and they he, he says the f word you can you can clearly see he yells the f word but you know the meme is he's yelling fun or something like that you know <laughs> anyway so i i have an issue with them going after things like um bullying or those kind of things you, you need to have a very clear definition of what you're saying bullying extremism sexual harassment you need to have very clear hate groups. What are you defining as a hate group? Where Where is your standard? As they announced today, Twitch said it is focusing on the most egregious types of physical and psychological harm to start, to start, but implied it could expand the off-service harassment policy later on. The company also said that it will suspend users who submit a large number of fake reports. Interesting. Uh, out of curiosity, are they, uh, is this like a permaban? Is it a temp ban? Is it a, I mean, do they, do they, because there's, there's kind of this thing that happens with, um, um, well, I call them titty streamers, but it's, it's usually the, the attractive female streamers that, um, flaunt their appearance for, uh, views, donations, subscriptions, those kind of things. It, it's kind of a, a, a trend that they will show a little bit of a nip slip or something like that, or expose themselves a little too much. Oh, get I'm sorry. Did banned. I, did I, did I drop that? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did it, I drop this yeah. quarter? I need to bend over and pick this up. Yeah. Oh, it's my camera angle that, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And it's all, uh, sometimes it see, is an accident legitimately. You, yeah. But you, when that happens, Oh, do you see the money and the subscriptions exactly. roll in? It, they get banned for a short time. You know, it's like three days or a week or something like that. A, a little vacation for the streamer. Uh, but then when they come back, there's a lot of advertisement and whatnot because, hey, this one got this one got banned. Hey, here's this channel to, to go and watch the band or website to go watch the band stuff. It, it, it's all kind of like a, a, a scheme, if you will. Right. So I'm I'm curious to see if they'll they'll start hammering down on those people because those people make Twitch a lot of money. There's some of them out there that make thousands of dollars mm. in an hour. 
it, it's, you know, it's I, ridiculous how much I saw one of I saw one of them one day and I, I just clicked on there. It was right after that storm in Texas, if you remember that. The uh mm-hmm. you know, the, the winter storm down there that just happened to hit. Like the freezing hit everybody so bad that it was actually causing people's pipes to burst in their homes. And I saw this this user put up a um, put up one of those rolling donation counts at the bottom of the screen, you know, like a little line that goes up every time they get a donation. And mm-hmm. it said, it literally said, help me fix my broken, uh, you know, my busted uh, plumbing or something like that in my house. And it had $4,000 as the goal next to it. And they had just started an hour prior to that, and they were already up to $3,200. Yep. It's it's ridiculous how how quickly some some people can make uh, money doing this. And the, the thing is, is if you're an attractive person or you have an attractive voice, for example, if you don't have a camera, the, the amount of money you can make doing random BS. I mean, it, they're not playing games. Some of these they're not doing. They're just sitting there talking to chat. That's it. And they, the money just rolls in. It's amazing. All right. We are out of time today, so we are going to have to go. But uh, yeah, I uh, I thought that was an interesting uh, topic to uh, to discuss tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to discuss wokeness at the Smithsonian Institute. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, it's, it's also be fun. supposed to be uh, tomorrow. Biden is supposed to be talking about his executive order for guns. So we'll, oh, that's we'll going to be great. But common sense uh, gun gun legislation or excuse me common right. sense gun executive orders right common just common yeah. sense yeah so we'll see if that's if he's announced that by the time we start recording mm-hmm. all right uh like i said we are gonna have to go so uh thank you for being here today bros for those of you who have not signed up to our telegram channel get over there get signed up to us you'll get all of our content we're putting out here every day and you'll also get an exclusive podcast we put out once a week uh not sure what we're going to do this week but um yeah looking forward to that because we didn't do one last week because of the holiday so that's going to be coming up this week so be sure and get signed up to us over there so you get that extra content also we have a discussion group over there as well as long as well as a comment section for everything that we post so uh get involved in our discussions post a comment up there if you see something you like something you dislike but uh, yeah get signed up to us over there also if you'd like to reach out to us you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com and we would ask you to pass this along to friends family and known associates we are trying to grow here as much as possible but we do need your help in order to do that so if you could pass this along we would appreciate that we are available everywhere you get your podcast also if you're rating podcast if you give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience we would appreciate that as well five stars to be a plus thank you very much again that will do it for today thank you for being here today bruce thank you to all the listeners everyone have a great evening